The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Farmer, psychotherapist, shamanic practitioner, author, and teacher, and I'll be exploring with you ways to connect with spirit animals, ancestors, spirits of nature, how to heal from trauma, and many other topics. So stay tuned. Well, hello, and welcome to Dr. Stephen Farmer's podcast, and guess who this is? This is Dr. Stephen Farmer, and I think you're going to really enjoy the program today. I have a friend who is uh, a master at improvisational theater, a.k.a. improv, and uh, it occurred to me, I've been involved one way or the other in improv as more of a hobby than anything else, and just to have fun, period. Uh, actually over a few years, and there is now a great location that's really nearby here, Improv City, and Devin is the owner, and I guess I would say CEO, (laughs) of Improv City Online, and we'll hear more about that, you know, as we talk to Devin here in just a couple of seconds, and I think this is going to be a very uh, informative show, and also something that you might want to check out, those of you who live near Orange County, or in other areas you might want to check out for yourself. I got to tell you from my experience, it's just a, a lot of fun. And uh, we'll get into that discussion in just just a moment here. Uh, Devin, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's great. Now I've known you off and on for a few years. You know, you've managed to, I remember we started in uh, the top of a bowling alley. <laughs> which I thought was great where they rented they rented rooms out for the improv and then the pandemic hit but what I really appreciate is that you've been able to revive it and now have a theater in Tustin yeah it's uh we've been we've been very fortunate uh to to still be able to uh keep going <laughs> yeah no and I'm certainly grateful personally to uh, for that and it's a great theater I think it's a great venue for what we're doing here um my uh Let's uh, let me let our listeners know a little bit about yourself, you know, particularly how did you evolve or get into improv? You've been doing it for a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah, a few. 27, Uh, right? Yeah, it'll be 28 years in November. uh, Mm. So, yeah, so 27 years uh, currently. Um, I've always uh, as a kid, I used to watch, you know, the old British whose line is it anyway, uh, back on TV, was on TV before the American version. I remember just watching it as a kid. And, um, I don't know, just, I just enjoyed the show, never thought of it as a career. Um, and then um, one day I was, in, I had, I was in 
graduated from college already. I was visiting another friend of mine at a local college and there was an improv show going on there. So we popped in just to look at it. Uh, they mentioned that night that they were holding auditions later in the week. My friend turned to me. He's like, you should try that. You'd be good at it. I said, okay, I'll try it. Uh, and then I, I showed up at the audition. Uh, and then uh, 27 years later, here I am. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Obviously, it was a very successful audition then. It was It was interesting. It was actually me and two other people that showed up. It was uh, in a weird... Uh, in a weird room above a nightclub um and i was little i, I was younger I, I was like 20 gosh 21 22 at the time and uh i remember being a little thrown off because the other two people who auditioned with me and this is you know at the time were like much older than me they're like in their you know like probably their 40s or 50s and i'm like oh maybe this is not something for like younger people or something but just it was and it was just, it was just a weird feeling up front but uh and someone came out and started teaching me zip zap zop and i'm like what is this um and i was a little like man i don't think i'm gonna come back but i decided to see a show uh and i saw the show and I'm, again and i'm like okay yeah yeah i can i can do this and i i stuck with it and i i love it yeah i i think uh personally i think there there are certain um things in life they'll they'll like call to us you know it's a it's like you just kind of know that you're being called to do something, whatever it may be, in this case, improv. And you mentioned uh, an exercise that, of course, I participated in myself, zip, zap, zop, which uh, uh, can you explain to the listeners what that is exactly? Yeah, that's pretty much uh, day one. Uh, first thing you learn in improv, uh, zip, zap, zop. It's just a little exercise, a warm up um, with you and a group of other people. And you just person one points to person two and says zip. Uh, next person points to someone says zap next person points to someone says zop and they just keep going back in that order zip zap zap zip zap zap uh, until someone uh, messes up and then we just start over okay yeah that's a lot of fun too it gets everybody on their toes too because you really got to pay attention to what the group uh, the circle is is doing and what's going on yeah it's a good it's a good uh, focus exercise yeah uh, it's a, I found it to be an interesting you got to focus on whoever is doing which at a particular time, but something I'm learning, you know, and um, you gave me some good feedback on that is, is a corp incorporating the peripheral vision too. you know, what's going on around you in addition to what you focused on. I'm really good at focusing. I, I have no problem with that, but it's this softer focus, you know, almost like gazing in a certain sense, being able to catch what's in front of you, but also what else is going on in the group, for instance, in this exercise. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a focus thing, you know, you're also you're checking in with the people that you're going to be working with, you're kind of mind melding with them getting all in a zone. Um, you know, and again, at some point, somebody yeah. will mess up and you're just learning how to accept the mess up and, 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 and laugh it off and continue going where you left off. I think that's been one of the greatest gifts, you know, is uh, to fail or to look stupid or whatever, and just let it go, you know, and I noticed that in some of the performances quite a bit too, is people will uh, mess up and then they'll just laugh about it, you know, and, and move right on. I, that's a great life teaching too. You know, it really let it is, go, yeah. let it yeah, go. Just, just, that, uh, just, just mess up and it's okay. It's uh, in fact, some of the greatest improv moments come from people messing up. Yeah, oh, I, I get that, yeah. Do you find, in some way that outside of the context of uh, the shows or 
teaching or anything, do you find you kind of engage in improvisational, I don't know, encounters or whatever you want to call them? Does that? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do. Uh, I, um, uh, it was funny because people get to, people know me and they think I'm a very outgoing type of person. I'm actually very kind of, I'm actually kind of a little bit introverted. And, um, so I use improv as a, I guess, a defense mechanism whenever I'm out in public, you know, I'll just pick a character or a persona and I'll just like, just look, this is who I am tonight. And I'll just, I just go with it kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, you know, you definitely, you know, you use it all the time and even just, you know, in any situations you're in just, or if something bad happens or you, you mess up your or, or McDonald's order or something, you just, yes, and it, you go with it, you know, whatever. I think life is improv really. When you think about it every day, you're making split, dis, you know, split uh, moment decisions. And I think improv just helps you to really focus and choose the best decision. In that well, it, it's like uh, um, letting go, you know, you, you, you make a mistake or an error or, uh, the one that uh, I think uh, comes to mind is, uh, here's my plan, God. <laughs> and then God says, or spirit says, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. got a different idea in mind. So I think that's part of what uh, practicing or, and playing improv also helps me. You know, it's like, oh, OK. Uh, well, some, as a friend said one time, most things in life are, uh, well, he said it a little differently. Ah, shoot oh well yeah, exactly. yeah and it's like how quickly can you get to this oh well part and um my fairly limited experience of course is that you got to move on you know you can't just kind of stay attached to wait a minute you guys i had an idea here that was funny and you're taking me in a different direction you know you mentioned a, a, one of the principles which uh you comment you just briefly mentioned it yes and can you explain what that means in a uh, when you're when you're doing a performance, for instance? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, and is you know the principle what improv is based off of. Um, when you have, for example, two people they're improvising a scene together, um, you always want to add information to the scene so you know we can continue to grow. So uh, we try to say that there are no no's in improv by having no no's uh, because no and negative stuff kind of just stops the action. So for Person one says, hey, let's go to the mall. Person two says, no. Well, great. Now, what are you going to do? You know, good luck. Um, whereas uh, you say you just, yes, by itself. Hey, let's go to the mall. Yes. Okay, great. But again, nothing really happening. So it's always yesing it, accepting the idea, but then adding something else to it. So it's like, let's go to the mall. Yes. And while we're there, we'll go shoe shopping. And then the other person like, yes. And while we're there, we'll stop at the food court. Yes. And while we're there, we'll start a food fight. And then, you know, things begin to evolve from an original idea by accepting it, but then also adding new information. It's really the new information that's added each time that makes improv work. It's not just accepting the idea, but it's accepting it and adding new stuff. So yes. And plus, you know, where are we going to go with this? And so the players in a scene a two-player scene they have to bounce off of each other and in, in a i don't know the word coordinate yeah or collaborate fact, collaborate right yeah and the fact that there are no no's in improv always allows it to move forward because you know like i said let's go to the wall yes and we'll buy shoes yes and then we'll go to the food court yes and you know we'll have a we'll have a food fight you know there's no no's in there so no matter what new information is added it's 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 a go. It's always going to be the next thing we're going to do. It's always 
it's always adding more information. It's always going to the next place. It never stops the action. It always brings something new each time, which is which is fun. And that's why improv, you know, it's unlimited possibilities of where you can go. You'll never do the same scene twice. You'll never see the same show twice. It's always, always, always something different. Yeah, every it's always fresh. Yep. Yeah, it's always fresh. Uh, and also, we talked about two-person scene, but also there's other... Uh, shall we say, um, types of scenes where more people are involved too. Typically, I, I don't know, my experience has been six, maybe seven people at the most, but somewhere in there. And that's quite a, <laughs> that's quite a challenge too, you know, in many ways. I mean, in a good sense of the word, a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think it's all about, you know, you can do, you just have to have at least one other person, but you can do improv with as many people as, as needed, as long as everyone's you know, listening, following the rules, yes, ending and stuff. Um, but, you know, improv is one of the things you can't do alone because you can't yeah. really, you know, you know what you're going to do. So you're not improvising off your own thought. You do have to have another person in there. But yeah, you can have small groups, large groups. I perform with all of them. Yeah. And uh, the other, uh, Devin, the other concept uh, or principle, to be more accurate, is gifting. I, I like that too. You're gifting the other person something so they can come back at you with something related to the gift, such as going to the mall. And the other person says, yeah, let's go get some shoes. There's a gift to the other person, right? So there's this process of gifting, if I understand that correctly, back and forth, correct? That's correct. Yeah, just the, the, the gift is the new information being added, which allows them to react off of it. Uh, you know, improv is reactionary because you're, you don't, you're yes anding something that's happened. So you're reacting to the information being added. So the gift is the, the new thing that you're adding. You're adding a new gift. You're adding a new piece of information to the story. And it's not just the story for your scene partner. It's also the story for you know anybody who's watching. They're learning the things that are happening in the world that you're creating as well too. So in a way, you're gifting the viewers as well to like, welcome to our world. Here's more information of what happens in this little area of our life that we're we're creating on the spot. Yeah, and um, I, I, what uh, comes to mind here, Devin, too, is uh, it's like it seems like you have to bypass your usual way of thinking about things. Would, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, improv makes you really think it, it, uh, in so many different ways that because you you learn to view things completely different uh, from different points of view, from different character standpoints, from you know, you know, they always say, you know, think outside the box. That, that's, a, you know, improv is like, yeah, always outside the box or no box at all. If you want to say that, just like, it's just, it gives you a new way of thinking. It's, it's the opposite of what society kind of tells you where society is like, no, 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 don't do this. Or like, you know, an improv is all like, yes, yes, yes. Anything you say, we'll do. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom in that. Right. Yeah. And, and also, the relationships are extremely important. Like you said, zip zaps up. Yep. You've got to, you really develop that cohesiveness as a group and respect each other, others um, way of operating, you know, in a scene, whether it's a group or whether it's just uh, two individuals. Yeah. Do you ever, ever get um, in your history, well, long history, do you ever go, Oh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore get discouraged or i think everybody goes through that at, at points um you know uh i i've always found and i 
this is one of the things I teach, especially um, people who've kind of hit like the five-year mark or so right around there or, you know, or a, a certain area, a time period of doing improv, we start feeling stale or um, I don't want to use the term burnt out. They start feeling stale, like that the choices they're making are always the same choices. So, um, and we all get through that. One of the things I've always done and I teach my students or anybody I'm working with is to always make a choice of something you haven't made before like what else can i do like i've already done this like if i'm like let's go to the mall if that's a thing and i'm like oh let's go get some shoes like i've already done that so now it's like something else you're like right let's go rob the shoe store you know so some some, something different you're like or um let's go apply for a job at the shoe store let's go dress up as shoes and pretend we're shoes and get see you and buy us at the shoe store whatever you want to you know just keep going pushing it further and further and further to see what you can to do. Always trying to make a choice of something you haven't done before. I think sometimes fresh improvisers will stick with what they know works like a character they've done a hundred times before. Like, Oh, I know this character. It's a fun character. The audience likes it, but it's like, yeah, but you're not doing anything new at this point. Like challenge yourself. I think the moment an improviser loses that, that feeling of uncertainty and a little bit of scaredness in what they're like, oh, this may or may not work. I think they can become stale. So I always tell people, do things that scare you. Make take a risk. Make a choice that, of something you haven't done. Well, that makes life fresh too. If you carry that outside of the classroom, you know, the improv classroom. <laughs> it, I mean, we spoke briefly before about life as an improvisation. You know, and it's really true, isn't it? it, it you know, especially if you get the attitude of that. Have fun, playfulness. You know, it's okay. Go to the supermarket, have a little play, you know, maybe a short interaction. I've done that before. It's, it's fun, you know, as long as I don't, you know, go too far outside right. the boundaries of it. But uh, it, it really makes uh, life that much more fresh, just like, you know, not keep repeating, let's go to the shoe store kind of a thing. Exactly. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. As we were talking about, you know, it's life as an improvisational, it's like improvisational theater, it, it, but it does require a certain, um, well, the word that comes to mind is imagination. You have to really rely on your imagination, but not, um, not just storytelling imagination, like responding or reacting, like you said, to what's been presented. Yeah, I think that's a big, big key word is imagination. Um, uh, you've heard me say this before and I, I always tell people like you know doing improv is tapping into the mentality of a child um because when you think of children you know to children anything is possible you know always you know you can have bugs bunny and daffy duck a rabbit a duck that can talk you know you can have a sponge that lives at the bottom of the ocean and cooks hamburgers like it is real to them you know uh you know superheroes can fly and you know and face through walls it's anything is possible and like an improv because there's no nose 
anything is possible in improv too. The only thing that limits us is our own imagination. And we have to kind of have a childlike mentality and imagine that stuff. And again, by pushing yourself to like, what else can I do? What else can I do? What, what haven't I done before? What's, you know, it, it allows you to really expand your mind, your creativity, and absolutely your imagination. Yeah, I find, you know, because of the work that I do, that, that it's so different. That's what I like about it. I like the challenge. You know, um, I'm learning and I think I've learned more and more to let go of if I do something stupid or uh, silly or it doesn't, you know, it doesn't quite fit or something like that, for instance, not following the yes and principle that I can let go of it much more easily. And that's one of the, uh, some of the teachings that I take away from it that really does make it, as long as I can uh, incorporate that in my life, it makes it a lot easier. You know, there's a flow to life, you know, instead of getting stuck in some rigid mental structure of how life should go according to Dr. Stephen Farmer, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so anyway, you were, uh, so I, what kind of individual would, perhaps benefit the most? I don't know if that's a fair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you know, yeah, that's a fair question. Yeah, I've been asked that many times. And honestly, anybody, there, there's, I don't think any, I believe anybody can do improv um, from any age, from young to old. Um, I mean, it's been proven, it's, you know, improv has been used a lot now in like dementia and Alzheimer's patients to help them to recall and have better memory muscle. Um, it's used a lot of special education classrooms to help kids just like, you know, focus on their creativity and again, their imagination and do things like that. Um, you know, it's using big corporate settings, you know, learning teamwork and, you know, building upon ideas. So I I've always been a fan of anybody can learn improv as long as there's somebody that's with you and willing to teach you and work with you. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, that's how improv is. It's, it's a community of people working together to take an idea and build it into an even better idea. Yeah. I, I, boy, that's again, born out in my experience too, with uh, uh, the, the classes and the scenes, you know, we, what I like the design that you do with the classes is you have uh, various classes, which I, I want to know more about too, for the listeners. But at the end of, let's say, the first uh, introductory class that you do a showcase where people invite their family and friends, et cetera, to come and watch the performance. I think that is so cool because it's like, oh, good. We get to we get to really do a showcase, you know, get to do something on display. And um, like yourself, you know, I I've been very shy as a child, you know, an adolescent, too. And it's almost, not almost, I really believe there's another force that really pulled me into, you know, doing what I've been doing most of my life, teaching and, you know, consulting, etc. And that sounds like that's true for you, that it probably brought out, brought you out of your shyness. Would you agree? Um, yeah, like I say, uh, I mean, even from a young age, I've always kind of used comedy as a defense. I think it's just one of those things you, you, know, you do. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 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 And um, I, I must commend you too. you know, my experience with you is as a teacher, because I've had the good fortune of having you as a teacher is I, I really think you're a really good teacher. And I think you you highlight examples, you tell people your comments, you know, there's no holding back. And you do it in a way that's just like easy to receive. So I appreciate that about you. Where do you see uh, things going, let's say over the next couple of years with your your improv city? Um 
I'm always, I, I, I never speculate cause I never know, you know, like it's just, you know, it's improv, every, it's improv you know, <laughs> um, obviously we want, we hope to continue to grow, you know, and, you know, and, and get bigger and expand and invite more people into the community and, you know, and perform more shows. And I mean, I just, I love performing improv. I love being with people, just, you know, being a little kid up on stage and just making stuff up. Um, uh, but I also just love the the relationships and the people that you get to meet. Uh, you know, so many individuals that I my past never would have crossed with them otherwise, if not for for improv. Um, and I just find that fantastic. So I mean, a few years from now, I, I hope that we we're still here. I hope we're still just putting on even better shows and even more shows and uh, introducing more people, you know, to who we are. And I, I would love for you know, Improv City become one of the, you know, like the must-see places in, in Orange County to come and, you know, bring your family, friends, or just, you know, date or whatever and see a fantastic show and a good time. Yeah, you've also received some awards, too, some recognition from uh, the communities you've been involved in, too. We have. We won several awards over the years, um, uh, you know, best best comedy venue, best improv club, best, you know, uh, best date night, you know, top things to do in Orange County, tons of different things. Uh, we've been very uh, fortunate to have a good community of people that, you know, that um, help to recognize, you know, what we what we try to do and, and you know, and, and to bring entertainment to everybody. Uh, and uh, your lovely wife, too, is uh, involved very directly in it, uh, Gina. Yes. Uh, she is, she's a treasure too, I must say, you know, <laughs> a very fortunate man. And she's a very fortunate woman to have the two of you together. Um, so the other um, thing is what, what sort of classes are you offering right now, for instance, in location too, where you're located? Yeah, well, we're located in Old Town Tustin uh, right now uh, is where our new theater space is at. Um, we have a range of classes that we offer here and there. Currently, we're offering like um, our improv 101 classes. We have a 201, a 301. It's kind of a curriculum. Uh, eventually, we'll add a 401 class. Uh, just each class builds upon the previous eight weeks of a course, kind of like if you think like a, like a college course or introductory course. Um, we're, we do drop-in classes or anybody you can just come in on a Monday night for $10 and for two hours, you get improv training, you know, all skill levels, brand new, never, ever done it before um, to people who've been doing it for years. So it's kind of a fun way to kind of just test the water, see if it's something people like, or just a way to just get up and keep your skills sharp. Um, we are going to be offering some other classes in the future, you know, like some long form improv classes, some sketch comedy classes, uh, possibly some stand up. Uh, all, all different types of different things, even acting classes and stuff, kids camps, uh, teen improv, uh, all different stuff that we have um, on the agenda. Just a matter of us getting to the point of uh, and, and finding the time between the shows and stuff to offer the classes to the people. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I can see it growing. I've seen how it's grown even in, in returning from the uh, <laughs> the infamous uh, pandemic <laughs> period that we've had all had to deal with in various ways. Um, yeah, I, I sat in with uh, Andrew, one of the teachers with the long form, you know, and, and it has a really interesting complexity to it. You know, I'm not sure I did very well with it, but that's just my <laughs> own evaluation. But, you know, it was a really fresh perspective on it. I have one game that I, I'd like to ask you to describe that I love. I love puns. Sure. You know, I just love puns. 
And it's the one where, um, oh, let's see, how does it set up? It goes, uh, bartender. Oh, oh yeah, a blank yeah. walks into a bar. Yeah, we got six people on the stage and somebody walks in. Can you describe that a little bit more? I think that's yeah, a just, uh, It's a game we just call bar jokes where we get a, um, we get a topic from the audience and uh, we try to make up a, a, a joke on the spot based on that suggestion. Like, uh, and most of them are pun oriented. Uh, we always like to use the example of a cow. If, you know, if someone said, hey, a cow walked into a bar, the bartender says, I'm sorry, we don't serve cows here. So the cow said, we'll go to an utter bar. <laughs> I think that's become a classic, actually. <laughs> right, yeah. Or, or the cow said, we'll move along then, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, just be uh, just pun oriented. So yeah, that's kind of a fun thing to do is just thinking of uh, puns right on the spot. Yeah, I love it. You know, and, um, that's one of my favorites. And the, uh, what, I, what I think is also cool about it is the back there, everybody's in the back. And then you each person steps forward of their own volition, you know, when they get an idea and step up there and then say, okay, a cow walks in the, and, and uh, gives a pun that those always crack me up because it's, it takes such a um, creative uh, <laughs> intelligence, I guess you would say not smart intelligence, but a creative intelligence to be able to come up with puns like that. So that's definitely one of my favorites. So um, tell the listeners too, where are you located and how can they get in touch with you or with someone on staff? Yeah, absolutely. Get more information. Uh, uh, well, we're located um, at 138 West Main Street uh, in Tustin, California, Orange County. Um, uh, we are, uh, we're open uh, for shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, 7.30 across the border are PG-13 shows. On uh, Fridays and Saturday evenings, you can also come to a 945 show, which is uncensored. Um, all ages are still welcome to come to those shows, too. You might just have to explain some things, uh, but they're welcome to come. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we off. Um, uh, what, uh, what else? Uh, we're, on, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, Instagram. We're on Twitter, just at Improv City, all one word. Um, so we're all out there. We got a specialty show coming up uh, later this month, April 16th, our Survivor show. It's a show we only do twice a year. We have eight improvisers on stage and kind of like the TV show Survivor, one by one, they're voted out of the show. Uh, that show is always very, very popular. Uh, so yeah, a lot of cool stuff uh, coming up. And our website is improvcityonline.com. So you can see all the all the stuff on there uh, looking for information. Yeah, getting information. That's good. Great. Yeah, and I, I personally, again, I'd highly recommend it. You know, if you're just even curious, you know, go to an open night on Monday nights, like you said, 8 to 10 open all levels of experience fresh etc and uh typically i think you rotate uh as i recall you rotate various teachers teaching that so you get also different teachers you get different kinds of coaching from the various teachers right which is always a great thing we always try to keep our rotation fresh with teachers because every teacher teaches differently in a different style and they have come from different improv backgrounds so every teacher bring something different and unique to it. Uh, I always encourage people, you know, get as many different improv instructors as you can, because you're going to learn something from every one of them that you wouldn't learn from everyone else. So it's, uh, it seems like it's gone far and wide that uh, I hear about other improv um, trainings, theaters, etc. you know, throughout the states, you know, as far as I know. And I think there's even a couple more here in Orange County. But again, I I don't want to recommend them. I don't want to recommend Improv City because I <laughs> well, I know what's up with that. 
but even you know san, Fran san francisco and there's some really la has i believe the groundlings yep there's there's so many and honestly i encourage people to go to all of them i mean every every other company out there go see them because it's just it's just good to support improv in general i think it's an art form that needs should be more recognized um because it is such a great um a form of entertainment uh and every show is always completely different completely new um so yeah no whether i mean yes please come see us but whether even somebody else just go and support it i think it's such a great thing to do you know the other thing is in terms of the larger context you know with what's going on in the world and worries about this and that and getting slammed every morning or every day with media reports of this and that you know some of the very tragic uh circumstances in the world it's like hey gang go to an improv show or take a class you know take a break from all that you know do a news fast for a while and just do improv you know and as you mentioned earlier too life as an improvisational theater or to play with improv a little bit outside of the context of a show or a, a training have fun you know that, that uh, when you go to the supermarket you know just a little exchange you know with the clerk that's that's uh, adding up your order yep. you know something like that you know unless the clerk has a grouchy <laughs> a grouchy uh, uh face on on his or her uh, face anyway uh Devin, thank you so much and again improv city online uh go to the website find out more um and i gotta say something comes to mind i read years ago from an olympic um gymnast I think her name was Gabby. And she said something so cool. She said, the gifts I have are from God. What I do with them is a gift to God. And it makes me think of you, you know, <laughs> seriously, yeah. um, that you have these gifts. You, you're a very talented man. You have these gifts. I've seen you in action. You know, I'm not just fluffing your feathers. You know, I really, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. you that. And um, thank you for receiving that too. And I think you have something to give to the world. You've done a great job. You've affected so many, many individuals in your life. You really have, you know, and that's got to feel good. You know, that's a good heart warming feeling to be able to say yes without arrogance or false humility, just accepting that. Yeah, you do. You're doing your gift. You're bringing your gift out to the world. So I thank you for that. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah, I just, I just, it's, 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 uh, I just like to make people laugh and you know and they can forget about the world for a, for a, for a small amount of time and all the problems going on it's just i've done my job yeah i a uh, recent article i just finished uh, one of the pieces i talk about is mindfulness and i go here's some things you can do you know to encourage mindfulness and then i thought about playfulness and i went i think that's more mindlessness in the usual sense you know <laughs> put your usual mind aside Right. go ahead and play like you said a child's mind you know have that and what you also said is basically up you're up there playing right and we need more of that absolutely th thank you my man it's a pleasure to know you and thanks for uh uh coming on the show oh thank you it's been a pleasure i appreciate it thank you so much Thanks for joining me, and I hope you join me for future episodes where I'll share some powerful healing practices and meditations. 
introduce you to some amazing guests and friends of mine who will stop by for some conversation, and on occasion I'll pull some oracle cards from one of my decks and do readings. I'll also share some of my original music that I'm sure you'll enjoy. If you like what I'm doing, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or go to my show page on mindbodyspirit.fm where you can also get the free mobile app to listen to any of my shows or find some new favorites. If you'd like to contact me with questions, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram or send an email to info at drstephenfarmer.com. You can also find lots of material on that website, drstephenfarmer.com, so please feel free to explore. Please also know that by sending a question, you're giving me permission to possibly use it in a future podcast so others may benefit from it. And to close, I'd leave you with the four most important words to take with you. Gratitude, love, compassion, and forgiveness. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.